Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. If you're joining us online, welcome. Uh, Welcome to everybody that's here in the room. And we're going to do some praying. Um, I didn't have anything on my heart as far as vessels goes, as far as teaching or anything like that, but I did have it on my heart to pray for rain. So uh, I'm going to lead this, and we're going to do corporate prayer. Um, I learned how to pray at Rama. I mean, I started to learn, I guess I should say, <laughs> at Rama. And I had the privilege, because of my job, the kind of job that I worked, I had the privilege of uh, being able to go to prayer school my first and second year uh, at Rama. I was probably three quarters of my first year because I didn't really discover it. This was an extracurricular class. It wasn't part of our, uh, our normal classes. And uh, one of the things that they taught us and one of the things that uh, Brother Hagen would teach uh, on prayer is that p- prayer, you can teach principles, but you, uh, the spirit of prayer and how to pray is more caught than it is taught. So um, there's so much confusion about what praying in other tongues is. And the only reason why is because people refuse to believe the Bible. Um, and the other side of it is people tend to lean toward their natural mind and natural things. And praying in other tongues is completely non-mental. So teaching is wonderful, and there should be an abundance of teaching. Um, Really, your word intake should be about double your prayer time. And people say, well, I'm a prayer warrior. I'm called to prayer. Yeah, your word intake should be double of your prayer time. It's just a good rule because I've watched people that are... Uh, tend to be given more to like a spiritual mentality or they are more leaning that way. And, and humans, as a general rule, through all the years of ministry, I've seen this, is they either love one thing or another and they'll gravitate to where they're strong instead of developing where they're weak and balancing where they're strong. And so we have to watch out for that. Well, part of that is you have to learn to pray. Um, if rain is going to fall, and we know from James chapter 5, which is where we're headed, that part of the process of that rain falling is us praying it into manifestation. All right? Now, people think, well, if God's going to do it, he's going to do it. That's wrong. Uh, John Wesley said, uh, it seems like God is limited to what, on what he wants to do by our prayer life. And so if you want to be effective as a believer, you need to know how to pray. And you need to know how to pray specifically in the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't know how to pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going to run out of words quick. (laughs) All right. Uh, How many have ever, uh, before you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you'd pray or fellowship with the Lord. It was good. But after you got filled with the Holy Spirit, it was like, oh, I finally got to say what I couldn't say. Um, And the Holy Spirit helps us with our weakness. Well, in Romans chapter 8, it says he helps us, verse 26, with our infirmities. And what that means is it it could mean, you know, if you had like a sickness or something going on in your body. But infirmities just means your lack of knowledge. How quickly does the world and the world system, whether it be a, a professional in a financial area, a legal area, a medical area, whatever it is, government, how quickly do they not have an answer? You know, where the Holy Spirit always does. Or how quickly do you not have an answer? Have you ever wondered about something for years? 
instead of praying about it? Now, there's a lot that could be said here, and I don't want to get into, into everything because there's, just, there's a lot that could be said because I want to get into praying. But in order for the Spirit of God, you know, uh, I'll put it to you like this. How many have enjoyed when the presence of God comes in and we've had very uh, uh, almost shocking manifestations of God? You know what I mean? That happens because of the prayer. There is, we actually can bring things into manifestation for people who aren't believing anything as believers, okay? Um, you know, not all, when Elijah prayed for rain, uh, not all of Israel and all the Jewish people were uh, believing God with him. They weren't. I mean, they were, I mean, a few times where Elijah uh, changed the, the, outcomes of thing, the outcomes of situations and things. I mean, Jezebel and Ahab was reigning at one point, but he manifested the power of God in fellowship and obedience to God. Now, we can't control people, so I'm not talking about that. But everybody will have through the body of Christ praying and doing what they're supposed to, and specifically us for the church here and then for the city of Billings, everybody will get an opportunity from the Lord to see truth and light. Everybody will. They'll get their opportunity. They may reject it, but they'll get it. So I'd like to give them quite the show. (laughs) You know what I mean by that? I should say it like this. The Lord would like to give them a full... A, a, a heavy dose of his goodness. Now, when the scripture says that God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust, that is not talking about curses. You know, people have mistrans- or misinterpreted that. If you read the context, it's talking about blessings. It's not talking about curses. God's not, that's not talking about judgment. That rain is not talking about judgment. It's talking about the goodness of God. When Jesus came, he ushered in uh, what God originated from the beginning, which was he wanted to demonstrate himself in love and mercy and grace and kindness and all of these things. And so when we pray and we're praying for rain and you're talking about the earth producing its fruit, the earth is people. Don't get hung up on natural things. You know, there's, a, there's teaching going around that if, if the church would exercise their authority like they should, that we would take over the world. That's not true. What we're here for right now, Jesus didn't say go into all the world and take it over. He said preach the gospel. He'll come back and take care of the taking over. All right? Now, we get to enjoy that with him, right? It'll be fun to watch. And be a part of in that, in that sense. But, but right now, we need to be concentrating on winning, on, on the lost being saved, the saved being discipled, and demonstrations and manifestations of the Spirit that, that help in both sides of that. Do you know the church needs a move of God just as much as the world does? You know, I've had so many, I've read so many things on awakenings and revivals and the difference, and I believe there is a difference to a degree. But I think sometimes we get down into the minutia of some things and forget to do it. You know what I mean? We get into, and I'm not saying that's every 
don't, don't take that as a criticism of those people that brought those words forth. I'm not criticizing them because I believe in what they're teaching. I've studied it. I've looked at it. I've read it. I've read some books on it. I'm not talking about that as a criticism. What I am saying is, is that the church needs revival as much as the world needs uh, salvation. Because it's so easy for the church to get into systems and just sit there. Routines. Routines. Wake up. Brush your teeth. I hope you brush your teeth. <laughs> Take a shower. I hope you took a shower. <laughs> Go to work. Raise the kids. Da, da, da. In and out and in and out. And then prayer lives turn into God. Why did this happen? And a lot of times the answer is a lack of prayer and fellowship. Not because God's punishing you. You got to get that out of your head. You're not, you're not under punishment. Now you are under correction. Yes. But you're not under punishment. Punishment was taken by Jesus. Right? He's the one that was punished so that you and I could be made righteous. So it, it, that's not the issue. The issue is, is that we, we make mistakes and we miss things and don't have what we should have when we don't fellowship with the Lord like we should. And so when we pray, we're effective in our prayer, right? Every time. I, uh, you should make this confession, this your confession, even if you've, and everybody has prayed, you know, faithless prayers before. I mean, I think most people have. At some point in your life, you have. Maybe not since you figured out what faith is. I don't know. But I've prayed faithless prayers before. In other words, they were prayers of the flesh, not prayers of the spirit. That's the wonderful thing about other tongues. You can't pray in other tongues in the flesh. You can't do it in your natural mind in that sense. You can pray out of your own spirit, but it's a spirit language. Right? Okay, so James chapter 5, verse number 15 says this. It says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. That's nice to know. Okay. Um, verse 16, I'm not going to teach on verse 15. I almost did. All right. Confess your trespasses to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, that isn't saying on Sunday morning you get up and tell everybody the sins you committed last week. That's if, if you've sinned against somebody, you need to go confess it to them. Does that make sense? That's a specific thing that the Holy Spirit is leading someone to do. All right. And then it says this, the fervent, effective prayer of a righteous man, and you could say woman, avails much. Verse 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave what? Rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So what does the fervent prayer of a righteous person avail? Much. So let me read this to you in the uh, Amplified. Uh, verse number uh, 16, the last part. I'm not going to do the first part. Verse number 16, the last part, it says this, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayers or prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Now, let me say this. It doesn't make the power. It makes it available. Do you see that? So don't think, oh, we're going to prayer and I'm going to make some power. 
No, you ain't the power. I'm not the power. The power was released when God's arm, his right hand, his right arm stretched out and pulled Jesus up. That's when the power was released. The doors, the gates, the holiest of holies was opened to everybody the moment the temple curtain ripped. Was it from top to bottom? Or bottom to top, top to bottom? Yeah, because only God could do it. Now, have you ever read how big that curtain was? Yeah, eight inches thick. Let's see you do that. And you know what the religious people did? They tried to stitch it back together. Because that's what religion does, right? So in this, in, in, in this particular verse, the earnest heartfelt continued. What does it have to be? Continued. Prayer of a righteous person, a man or woman, makes what? Tremendous power available. And what does that mean? It, that tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. I wonder if we saw God working, it, what it would be like. As opposed to you continuing trying to manipulate your way. Through fake prayer or conversation, fake conversation with somebody trying to change them. Right? A lot of times when people say, pray about this, pray about this. They don't mean pray about it. It's just religious jargon, yeah. One time I heard Brother Hagin talking about this, and he said when, because he was in the Assemblies of God and eventually branched off into what they're doing now. But he said this, he said one time he was in a church and uh, he had met with a few pastors and they were shaking hands and just, you know, in the afternoon and he was, they were about to leave, these pastors. And he grabbed hold of this one pastor's hand, shook his hand, and the guy said to him, well, pray for me, brother. And then he went to walk away. And Brother Hagin didn't let go of his hand. He just held on to him. And the man's, and, the, and Brother Hagin, and he turned and looked at him, he said, Brother Hagin said, what for? And, the, and, the, and this was a pastor, and he said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, how many know that's, we just say that. What do you mean? What do you mean by prayer? If we're going to have effective prayer, we better know what we're praying for. You better know what you're praying for. Now, prayer... Cooperating with God is not whining to him about your problems. There is no scripture. You know, people do this. They'll take the Psalms and they'll actually turn some of the Psalms that, that uh, uh, David gave about uh, basically uh, sharing about how he was feeling and stuff like that with the Lord, which is good. But they live in those things. That's all their prayer is. Their prayer is never thank you. You know, we're to enter into his courts with whining and complaining about how bad it is and how God is not doing his part. I've found this out with the Lord over the years. He's never not doing his part. I, on the other hand, am an issue in the equation. God is never the problem to solve. He's always the answer. 
He's not the one that needs a revelation. I might need repentance. Well, I'll just say it this way. I need repentance. Well, you're already saved, brother. Your sins are forgiven. That doesn't mean I'm walking in the fullness of what God has purchased. That's where repentance comes in. I have to change. I have to make a 180 in what I'm saying, how I'm thinking, uh, the direction that I'm walking as a believer. Oh, could believers live in sin? <laughs> That's a funny question. In the natural and in their mind, yes. In the spirit, you've been made right. Now, thank God salvation was by grace through faith. Because if it was by works, the law proved that we're all going to hell. Right? If it was by works. But it's by grace through faith. So, in order to change circumstances in your life, there has to be an adjustment in our attitude and thinking. Right? There has to be an adjustment. There has to be continual adjustments made. Well, you know, I just want kind of a, a lot of American Christianity is this way, especially in this city, but it's going to change. At least it is here. See, I'm like Mark. Me and Mark have talked about these things. I don't want to read about revival anymore. I want to have it. And God is taking us through a process and has been for years on getting us ready for that. Because sometimes we think, oh, we're ready. If it hit, a lot of people are not ready. What would you do if the move of the Spirit is happening to such a degree, like with Peter, where people are trying to get in the streets to just have a shadow go by them so they could be healed? Some of the revivals I've read after, it was 24-7. They were having services nonstop. They'd have one set of pastors preaching in the day and ministering in the day and another set at night. You had a night shift. <laughs> but see, most people don't want their lives interrupted. They want God to work in maximum power along their timeline and pattern. That's not how God works. God, and I've said it before, God's not Burger King. You can't have it your way. He's either Lord or he's not. Right? And so that can be, that's a progressive thing. And so we need to be aware of that. But we can make tremendous power available. We've had great teaching on faith. There's great teaching on the grace of God and all of those things. One of the things that, uh, because God has provided so many things. But this is a grace that is provided to believers in order to change spiritual conditions. I'm talking about not only in our own lives, but in an area like Billings. We have the ability to pray and change things. We do not have the ability to control everything. But we can control what we can control. That's a deep thought. Right? We can control what we can control. Can I control your attitude? Can you control my attitude? No, but can I pray? Can I yield to God myself? Have reign over me? And have you come into my atmosphere or me come into yours? Yes. Well, I've just got a lot going on in my life. Yeah, you do. You better shut it off. 
I love Jesus. And one of, there's so many reasons why. But like when you're reading in the Gospels, and his disciples come to him, and he's got all these people around him, and his family thinks he's lost his mind, and they're going to come take him, and they're going to straighten him out, right? And they, the disciples come to him and say, your mother and your brothers and your sisters are here. So even Mary, you know, everybody. And Jesus just stops for a second, and he looks around, and he goes, these are my mothers. And, and you know, can you imagine the, the counseling sessions for the rest of Jesus' natural family? He said, he's not my brother. This is real. Now, people say, well, do you know that they went to counseling sessions? No, but I know they're a family, and they sat and talked with each other. They sat and discussed what? Jesus said he's not my brother. Well, if he says he's not my brother, I'm not his brother. That's not what Jesus was saying. But truth and depth in the spirit is crazy to natural thinking. It's crazy to it. So when it comes to us here and praying and praying for the people that are going to come in uh, at 1030, around 1030, whatever they start coming in, when it comes to that, what kind of atmosphere are we setting? And the more people that you have pray that are in faith, the more effect you can have. Because if one can put a thousand, two can put what? So what can 30, 40, 50 do? Now this is for our families because we're praying for rain for our families and for this city, right? For both. It, the move of God alters things. It alters other churches. When a church has a revival, it alters other churches. Come on. Come on. You cannot study revival and not see that. Um, Jonathan Edwards in uh, England years ago, I mean, what he did altered an entire community to the point where the miners, well, all the bars shut down. There was, there was no crime in the city. The police just managed the church services. There was no more crime. The miners had taught the animals, the mules, to do work in the mine by cuss words, but they all quit cussing. So the mules didn't know what to do. They had to retrain the mules. Now that's interesting. So here's the thing, though. You say, well, what, how does that happen versus it doesn't? Faith versus doubt. Do you believe you can carry the presence of God? Because most people don't. Most people don't believe they carry the presence of God. Or they're waiting for a feeling to determine that, that, that it's happened. Even in prayer, they're waiting for a feeling. We're, we're, we're going to pray here, and your mind is going to try and go so many directions. It will. Do you have enough uh, decision in you? I'm not talking about do you have enough self-control. You have self-control. Do you have enough decision in you to keep your mind where it's supposed to be, where you're praying and you're focusing on the inside? It's work. You can ask the people that come to prayer, corporate prayer. You have to keep yourself focused there. 
You ever sat down to pray and you remembered where everything you ever lost was? Do you want to know why? Because your natural head doesn't want to pray. The devil doesn't want you to pray. Now, if the devil fights you that hard on prayer, I wonder how effective he knows it is. Actually, probably a lot of what, is, what beats the church in areas is just simple things. Simple things. Little things. Family keeps people from doing what they're supposed to. Work. I'm not telling you you don't work. I'm not saying any of that stuff. It's just what are you doing with your time? And out of that, you'll produce a harvest. Or you'll be the person that comes in always looking for the person with the anointing or the person with an intimate relationship with the Lord to get you free, even though the Lord has already set you free. Now, people don't like that. And actually, pastors don't like that too because they, or ministers at times, you can sense it. They want people dependent on them. That way they'll come back. I remember Brother Hagen went to teach at a church one time. He shared this uh, in class and he said he went to teach at this church and the pastor said to him, now don't go too deep. You know, my people can't handle it. Don't go too deep. And... Brother Hagen, the way he related it to us is basically, so as a pastor, you've kept your people at spiritual immaturity. Do you know I'd be held accountable or will be held accountable for those things? Any, actually, anybody that's speak, spoken in this pulpit or been given a place of authority in this place, you're being, there's a record being kept. And you will be held accountable. You can, people can... You know, they can make all these, I, I find it amusing a little bit because the more you understand eternal things, the less you, you can laugh more about natural things. But uh, people that, you know, they hem and haw. Well, I'd do more if this, if the leadership would do this or that. No, you'd do what you're doing right now or less. <laughs> That's what you would do. You'd have the same life patterns. See, people, it, it, this challenges you because it puts the responsibility where? Well, you're the paid preacher. You're supposed to do it. That's why I gave my tithe, preacher, so you could pray for me. You big old baby. You need a spanking. <laughs> well, if the preacher would preach on what I think, then we'd be all following what you think. And how's your thinking doing? <laughs> right? It, guys, if I or whoever shares, if they preached on what they wanted to, do you see how carnal that thinking is? You're judging the minister or the other person, whoever's, whoever's ministering up here, you're judging them based on your own opinion thinking, actually you're degrading them to a level of carnality and unspirituality that you're functioning at or I'm functioning at. You're saying that the preacher up here, you're not walking in love for one, but the minister up here is, uh, if they were uh, really spiritual, they would be hearing what you're hearing or they would be following natural thinking 
when they're probably up, I don't know how many times I've heard it. I thought I was going to minister on this, but I ended up over here. Or I, I, I wanted to minister on this particular subject because how many know this, that any minister who ministers or anybody who delivers a word, we have our favorites. I have my favorite subjects. I have ones that I'm more developed. I have more developed messages in that require less work to produce. How many of you lean toward what you're good at? The thing is, is that if we're going to break out into other areas, we have to change, right? All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I know I'm getting after you a little bit, but you're here early, so you asked for it. <laughs> I'm teasing. I just want you to be mature in Christ. Amen? And I want to be a mature in Christ, don't you? Do you ever hear hard truth and go, ooh, that was tough, but I'm glad I heard that. Right? Verse 17 says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you know this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of rejection. Oh, reconciliation. Okay, my bad. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. This is the ministry of reconciliation, not imputing their, their trespasses to them and has committed to us the what? The word of reconciliation. Now then, verse 20, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who what? Knew no sin to be sin for us, right? That we might become the what? So if you received Christ then you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say this with me. I'm righteous before God in Christ Jesus. Say this with me. It doesn't change. But what if you sinned? You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That sin was either birthed out of unrenewed thinking or the flesh or an, 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 the enemy working you and you yielding to those two instead of to your righteousness. Well, I, but, but my prayers, I don't know how they could be effective. They're effective. The, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man or woman of God makes tremendous power available. When I pray, it rains. Why? Because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at that. He, that we might, he was made sin. He was made sin that I might be made righteous. So if you say, oh no, I'm not righteous, but I have Jesus. Is that true? It's a lie. You believe a lie. Now stop it. You're a Christian. Christians shouldn't lie. Ooh, I turned it on a dime there. People said, oh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't righteous. Yes. Now maybe some of your actions have been unrighteous, but that didn't make you unrighteous. Come on now. Think, 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 little thinkers, big thinkers, old thinkers, young thinkers, gray-headed thinkers. More hair and less hair thinkers. 
Think. Think. All the good deeds that you did before you were saved, did they make you righteous? That's because righteousness is by grace through faith. I could even preach sitting down. You understand what I mean by that? I'm righteous because Jesus made me righteous. It's why I'm affecting my kids. It's why I'm affecting my household in prayer. It's why I'm affecting a city in prayer. It's why I'm affecting a church in prayer. Everything that I have touch in, where God has given me authority, where I have treading rights, where my feet are allowed and called to land, I can change the atmosphere from arid and dry to moist and raining through prayer, right? So the Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmities. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 14 says this, and we're going to pray, and you're just going to follow along. So what do you mean we're going to pray? Well, I'm going to lead out, and my mic's going to be on, and you're just going to pray with me. This isn't a time to give prophetic words. We only have about 10 minutes anyway. This isn't a time to give prophetic words. This isn't a time to stand up and say, Thus saith the Lord, ba 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 All right? That's not what we're doing. If you get something, write it down. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're just going to pray. People say, we're just going to pray. Yeah, and make tremendous power available. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 2 says this, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks what? Mysteries. Secret truths. Secret truths. We speak out secret truths. Things that are a mystery to your mind. Your mind doesn't understand it, right? Zechariah chapter 10. And that's where we're going to start praying. Zechariah. If I can find it. Thank you, Lord. There it is. Zechariah chapter 10. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that we have the Holy Spirit within us. We thank you for this city. We thank you for this church. Lord, we're here to pray for rain. Father, you said in Zechariah chapter 10 that we were to ask you for rain in the time of the latter rain. And Lord, you would make flashing clouds. You would give us showers of rain and grass in the field for everyone. Lord, you told us in James chapter 5 that Elijah was a, a man just like us. And he prayed that it wouldn't rain and it didn't. And then he prayed that it would rain and it rained and the earth produced its fruit. So, Father, right now we lift up our families to you, our natural families. Lord, those that are in the kingdom and those that are out of the kingdom. Lord, we lift up this church to you, those that are in the kingdom, Lord, those that are a part of the kingdom and those that are not a part of the kingdom. They're not born again yet. And we ask for rain. Lord, send rain. We pray for rain. We know, Lord, that the power has been made available in the resurrection of Christ. And so we partner with you to bring it into manifestation. We thank you for it. We ask you for it. Those bright flashing clouds. Shoto oremasita. Andevele ti asai varabo shaken. Elamaisi atando etreya. So rain, rain, rain. Clouds and thick 
clouds, rain of your spirit, the demonstrations, the rain of your spirit, those healings, signs, wonders, miracles, revive the church, revive the church, Lord. That water, that water of the word, that water of the spirit that washes away the clutter, that washes away, washes away those things that should not be in believers' lives. Father, we lift up to you those in families that are lost, those in families that the devil is deceiving. And we take authority over the blinders of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to send laborers Send laborers across their path. Send laborers across their path, Lord. Send laborers across their path. Send laborers, Lord, that reviving, that stirring up, that stirring up, Lord, that you're speaking to those that are caught in sexual sins, Lord, that you're speaking to those that are caught in addictions, you're speaking to those that are full of bitterness and unforgiveness, that you're speaking to those, Lord, that are, that are, that are full of, uh, of jealousy and lying and stealing, the lust of money, those 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 lies of the enemy that have led people astray, that you're sending laborers across their path. That deliverance, the deliverance, the deliverance, the deliverance of the mind, the deliverance of the mind, the deliverance of the mind will take place. Eshteya bada sopoko soma lea drea, o jabaya vete isikiti ejemadai, ende vedebro stopoko sobre devra bande bela, e zamindo boje devra bastokoso, ele fesciste velebro sea. Yes, Lord, that they would brasto and they vassist us and develop Cuba le shiste felebre de atai, de atai, de that day, that day, Lord, that 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 rain, that rain, that cloud, that cloud of your glory filling the atmosphere, filling the natural atmosphere, filling the natural atmosphere. And the manifestations that follow, the manifestations that follow, that those lightnings, those flashes of lightning, those thick, those dark clouds, oh yeah, those are those things, those things that tell us, that tell us that rain is on the way. It can be, it can be sensed. It can be uh, uh, known by the senses, the hearing, the smelling, the knowing, the knowing, the knowing. Estila da balo brostobro, lo restiki di si prada sapa, ande le te sobro, avende vero dobrostovo masto sea, and that fruitfulness, that fruitfulness. The fruitfulness will be produced. The fruitfulness, Lord. You, you who began a good work, you who began a good work in us, will complete it. Will complete it. 
Oh, those victories, Lord. Brestuko and Vidiestopo and the Vesta host, the host, the host. Yes, we'll host. We're your host. We'll host it. We'll host it. We'll host the move and remove the demonic. Remove the demonic. Elis. Escala sela de dejo boloso bolo de dea. Ah, end de shete. And there in Shepherd it'll be. And in Laurel it'll be. And in Lockwood it'll be. It'll be. Rain. Rain. We make the rain available. Ende, ende boshea. Alevedesus. Elevabasos. Elevabesis. And oh, those souls, those souls, they're wakening up. They're seeing the light, the light, the light, the flashing, the lightning, the lightning of the Lord, the lightnings of heaven. And nine, 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 dying on the kids, on the kids, on the families represented in the teenagers. In the teenagers, the uprooting of those things that are not to be in them. Lord, by revival, by revival, that the, the sleeping awake, the sleeping awake, 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 awake. Oh, Samaya Devejo Bora Siprate Atayand, Erenenjo Bola Sikiti Adavrabea. Lord Jesus, that there is. There is a working of your spirit that is coming in between and, and uprooting those things that as parents we did that we shouldn't have done. There's a changing, a shifting of those things in the spirit. We declare it in the name of Jesus. We pray these things out. We pray these things out in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and that cloud, that cloud of your glory fills this house, fills this place, fills this place, goes out, goes out, goes out to the road, to the street, goes out, out as far, as far as we can, as far as we can. And then we are those carriers. We are those carriers. We are those carriers. The rain, Lord. We pray for the rain. I just want to, I want to do this as we close here. And if you, I'm going to, I just sense this in my heart. I mean, we have corporate prayer here every Tuesday, but... Um, not everybody can make that, you know, at 10 a.m. But if you want to be a, a carrier of this mandate to pray for rain, I just, I mean, I'm, we carry it because you're a part of this, but you, you say, Lord, I, I want you to deal with me. And even in my own time, I want to pray for rain when you tell me to. Wherever that is, however that is, you know, whatever that looks like. I know years ago, I heard about a lady who was 
she knew she was called to ministry, but the Lord told her she had to raise her kids first. And so she would hire a babysitter once a week for two hours so she could go pray in the Holy Ghost about her future ministry. And so uh, if you want to carry that, just put your hand on your chest and I'm going to pray. And uh, you can just, you don't have to say it out loud, but you can just agree with me as you're praying and what I'm praying out. So Father God, we do, we present ourselves to you and we say, Lord, adjust us and our schedules to pray. Interrupt us. We give ourselves to you for prayer, for the prayer for rain, for the reviving of the church, and for the awakening of the world, for the reviving of the church, which then revival in the church leads to awakening in the world. So, Lord, we thank you that as we've even prayed, we commit to these things continually, more and more. And, Lord, even as we've prayed, we've made tremendous power available dynamic in its working. We've made it available and we expect to see manifestations of your goodness. Lord, we'll not be moved by negative things. We'll not be moved by, we stand in faith on what we prayed. We stand in faith on your word concerning what we've prayed. And Lord, we hold, it's raining. It's raining. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for raining on our marriages, raining on our families, raining on single and teenager and child and baby. Thank you for rain all over this house, all over this church, and all over the individual houses that are represented. Rain, the rain of the Spirit. Satan, you are defeated. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We submit to the word of God and we resist you and you flee. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.